And our next guest on the show this morning, leader of the Labour Party, Ivana Bacic. Uh, D- Deputy Bacic is visiting Sligo on Monday next as part of a series of so-called town hall meetings been undertaken by her party. Uh, Ivana Bacic, good morning to you. Uh, and, and, morning, and welcome, and, and thanks for Good joining morning. us. So, what Thank are, you for the invitation. No Thank problem. You. What are these meetings, and there are a number of them, what are they all about, and what will you be doing in Sligo on Monday? Well, I'm very much looking forward to being in Sligo on Monday, I should say, now. But first of all, I suppose just to note that today marks the first anniversary, one year on yeah. from Russia's brutal invasion of Ukraine. And I know your listeners and all around the country and indeed all around the world will be, will be thinking about all of those people who were killed, who've been bereaved, who've been displaced and defected so badly uh, by Russia's aggression. And uh, I know we all want to send thoughts and sympathies to all those affected. And indeed, today we'll stand in solidarity with Ukraine. I'll be proud to to speak at the Ukrainian ambassador's rally outside the GPO this afternoon in Dublin. And I know there'll be events all around the country, and I'm sure in Sligo too, to mark that awful uh, one-year anniversary. Uh, so just to, to say that first. Uh, so Niall, thank you again for inviting me on. And yes, we will be doing a town hall meeting in Sligo town on Monday evening next. It'll be a public meeting at 8 o'clock at the Clayton Hotel with our local area rep. Uh, Nessa Cosgrove, who's our rep in Sligo, of course. I've known Nessa a long time. And then Bernie Lenan, who's our rep in Leitrim. And uh, these town hall meetings we've been doing since I became leader of the party just less than a year ago. Uh, we in Labour thought it would be good good to go out to meet uh, and engage with local community activists, our own members, and indeed we have a great network of councillors and local area reps and members around the country, but also to engage with local communities, to hear what concerns... Uh, exist to hear the lived experiences of people in terms of their housing need, and we know housing is the biggest crisis facing the country, but also around issues around childcare, around elder care and healthcare, and around jobs, and of course around climate, to hear all of those concerns. So we've done a series of meetings, as you've said. We've been in Mullingar, in Ennis, in Cork and Limerick, in Galway, uh, and of course in Dublin also, and uh, most recently we did a public meeting in Drogheda in January, and Sligo the meeting in Sligo next week is just uh, the latest, but I'm really excited about being in Sligo. I love Sligo mm. town. And Nessa, I know, has been doing huge work in Sligo, uh, really uh, keeping the Labour flag flying. And I look forward very much to seeing her again and meeting our local activists, along with Bernie, who's our, our new rep in Leitrim. Right, OK. Now, you refer to the great network of local councillors that you have around the country, uh, but you don't have them in the northwest because of, of the expanse, the huge expanse of counties Sligo, Leitrim and Donegal. You've only got one local councillor in Donegal. Well, Martin Farron in Donegal has been fantastic. In fact, I met him this week when he was in Leinster House with uh, with groups uh, um, dealing with uh, and engaging with um, TDs and senators around the MICA scandal. So, yeah, we're very proud to have Martin. We yeah. hope very much that Nessa and Bernie will be, and indeed that our other candidates will be coming forward. We're actively recruiting new candidates in the northwest and all around the country. And well, part well, of well the, that's the key, because yeah. Labour, as you, as you well know, the Labour Party was a powerhouse in the northwest in local constituency down the absolutely. years. So. Yes. If, if you if you need to grow again, you need to change that, and I'm sure you're acutely aware of that. Absolutely, and we're actively recruiting. Uh, we're doing a sign-up for Sister Month in March, so we'll be um, looking for women in particular to join, but we're really welcoming any activist, anyone who's got a vision for a more equal Ireland, a centre-left vision, a social democratic and socialist vision, you know, anyone active in the trade union or students' union movement, and I'm a lifelong trade unionist. I came into Labour through student activity myself and student activism in the late 80s and early 90s around repeal of the Eighth Amendment. Uh, you know, I know a lot of our activists and members in the Northwest have joined because of Labour's proud role in the repeal movement and in the movement for LGBT rights and for economic and social equality and trade union 
action and rights. So these are all the issues that we'll be addressing in our public meeting. But I suppose now the other thing to say about being in Sligo on Monday is that I'll also be taking the opportunity a lot to, to go with Nessa and Bernie to meet local groups. And in particular, I'm really excited about meeting groups involved in running childcare, community childcare, community-based early years education. We'll be in Drama Hare in Leitrim with the community close school there. We'll be with Life Start Childcare in Sligo. And we'll also be meeting the Springboard Family Support Service in, child, in Sligo. Because, you know, again... We're very focused in Labour on how we tackle economic disadvantage. We had a bill in the door just yesterday evening I was debating uh, on adding the uh, the ground of, of economic class as a ground of discrimination in our equality legislation. And, you know, we have very powerful equality legislation that was actually pioneered by Labour ministers, Mervyn Taylor and Mia Frannick. Uh, but uh, we do need to add a new ground of discrimination, I believe, and that is socioeconomic class. In other words, mm. economic disadvantage should be ground. All of us know of individuals, I meet them in my own constituency in Dublin all the time, people who are discriminated against because of their accent, because of their postal address, you know, where they live is perceived to be a place of disadvantage. And, you know, they're less likely to get job interviews, they're less likely to get opportunities because of that. So we need to tackle that level of disadvantage. So I'm excited about meeting the... Um, the workers in the Sligo Springboard Family Support Service, because that's, that's an important part of our programme as well in Labour, is, is addressing disadvantage in all its forms. And I should say now, the other mm. set of meetings we'll be having is with uh, Sligo Hospital and with trade union uh, representatives there and indeed with staff uh, at all levels there. So, you know, I'm conscious healthcare is a huge issue and access to healthcare around the country and in Sligo particularly. So, you know, and as I say, in Limerick, when we were in Limerick, we met with staff at UHL because of course the University Hospital Limerick has had very serious issues too so I'm keen to just hear again directly from staff from those who've used the service in the hospitals uh, what their experiences are and how we can improve on that. Okay, you've been a Labour Party leader for just less than a year. Uh, the latest Irish Times political poll puts Labour support at 4% albeit uh, an increase of 1%. But there's a lot of work to do before you could even consider being relevant for re-entry into government. Has your thunder as as a left-wing party been stolen, do you think, by the likes of Sinn Féin, Social Democrats and and independents even? Well, as you say, I've only been leader for uh, 11 months, a very short time indeed. But I have been in politics a long time. I was honoured and proud to be re-elected to the Shannon on a number of occasions. And I suppose... Niall, my, you know, over the years in politics, I've learned that uh, opinion polls are can go up and down, but the thing is to remain uh, steadfast and resolute and resilient in in uh, in you know in what in that, in your own convictions and your own beliefs. And that, you know, I've always been inspired in politics and in political life by the and motivated by the need to see change for a more equal Ireland, for an Ireland in which women are equal, LGBT communities are equal, and in which people don't suffer discrimination because of their economic class or their status. Uh, and I think for all of those reasons, you know, I'm I'm very determined that we will continue in Labour to press our ambition and our vision for a more equal Ireland and for change, constructive change, on housing, on childcare, on climate, on work and on jobs. These are the issues that really matter to people. You know, if I'd looked at polls, I suppose I would never have run in the Dublin Bay South by-election in 2021. Yeah. We were written off at the start of that campaign. We came through there and we showed that there's a real appetite among people, among voters, and among, you know, ordinary communities, an appetite for change that isn't the change, that, you know, the sort of populist nationalist rhetoric of some parties. It really is a central left vision, that vision of a more equal Ireland based on a social democratic and socialist 
uh, policies as a platform. People want to change from Fianna Fáil, Fianna Gael. They want to change from the failed market policies of the right. And we've seen just spectacular failures, unfortunately, in housing, where after seven years of prosperity since 2016 with Fianna Fáil, Fianna Gael in government, we haven't seen the necessary delivery of state investment in building of homes. I mean, that's the crucial failure of the right. So people want to change. They want to change the uh, labour agenda to see more state involvement can offer. They want the sort of they want the sort of urgent action that we saw the state take during COVID, where we saw the state pivot and step up mm. to deliver a, a superb vaccination program. You know, to deliver the sort of supports to people who, who lost their jobs overnight that were so necessary. We need that sort of vision and that sort of ambition now in the delivery of a state led housing programme and that's what Labour offers. You know, okay. and you saw that appetite for change in the by-election in Dublin Bay South in 21 and I think we'll see that coming through now as we build and grow the party around the okay. country over uh, the coming and, months. And, and, and a final question in relation to appetite uh, for change. There are a number of people texting us this morning who were former staunch Labour Party supporters over many years. It's clear from the from the content of the text that that was the case but they feel that Labour have sold them out uh, down the years particularly in the water charges issue and they are in a position where they would like to go back and support the Labour Party if they could be assured that Labour stands for the working class uh, as it always has done what would you say to those disaffected voters? Well, Niall, I appreciate that um, people will have many different views. But can I say this? Under my leadership, I'm determined that Labour will stay true to our origins, our roots in the trade union movement, our roots as a champion of the working class, our roots as a champion of equality, a champion of those who are suffering disadvantage and who are looking to see the sort of constructive change that all my political life I've stood for. You know, I have a proud record as the senator who brought forward the most bills into law. Uh, I believe in delivering change. I don't believe in stand, just standing on the sidelines. Uh, and, you know, something that Labour has always thought to do is to deliver change. And that's why Labour has gone in participation in government. And yes, mistakes have been made, but I'm going to be very clear. We will not go into government unless we are sure that we can deliver the sort of change that the people we represent deserve and need so badly on so many issues. We want to see an Ireland that works for all. Currently, there's a real sense that you know, there's a level of prosperity and it's not delivering for far too many communities. People who are, who are out of who, who, who are out of, of housing security, who can't get homes for themselves or their families. And I hear from people, as I say, every day of the week who are, who are fearful about being evicted, fearful about losing their homes. People who, are, who cannot access childcare, who cannot access the sort of equal early years start we want to see for our children. These are the people, these are the communities that we in Labour are representing and under my leadership we will ensure that we will continue to represent them and that we will seek to deliver change.